Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Great to have you in church. You all may be seated. What a beautiful song. What a reminder that God is for us. He is for us. He is for us. You just need that reminder in your life. In the midst of all the fear and anxiety and insecurity that's gripping our nation, maybe even gripping your own life, you need to know God is for you. And the Bible tells us that if God is for you, then who or what can be against you? Uh, A.W. Tozer, well-known theologian and pastor and preacher, says, in such a fearful world, we need a fearless church. And so I think God has a response for all this. God doesn't just want to move you out of fear and into faith. He wants to make us more fierce, more secure, more strong in reaching more people for him. In fact, that's what I want to speak about in our few moments here together. I want to speak about fear, faith, and a fierce church. That not only are we not choosing to have fear, we're choosing faith, but we're going to choose a response to be the kind of church God wants us to be, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the world around us. And we're getting out of fear. We're living in faith. And there is a response from heaven for whatever our nation, our city, our neighborhood, even your own family might be facing. Because you can try to live in the safe zone. You can try to protect yourself from everything that might be going on. And the truth is, if you always choose to live in perfect safety of your own creation, you're fooling yourself. Calamity happens to all of us. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. Like life happens to every single one of us. And so you can never protect yourself from everything that you might be facing. But what you can do is let faith be produced on the inside of you. Put your trust and hope in the help of heaven. Put your trust and hope in your heavenly Father. And not only will you be out of fear and into faith, but you'll be moving on to being useful for the purposes of heaven for your life. Protecting yourself from everything in this world, that's not going to happen. It's like the grandma who puts the vinyl cover on her couch. Like, our faith is not for separation from the world. It's actually for activation in a world that needs help, that needs hope, that needs Jesus. God doesn't want you to sterilize or separate yourself from this scary world. He wants you living in the faith zone. And it's in this faith zone that you move out of fear and into faith when you choose this fearless life, this God-trusting life. You'll discover that's where God lives. That's where God is. That's where God does his greatest work. And just maybe all this stuff has happened in your life or in our church or in this city, even around the world, for you to come face to face with your God and answer some questions in your inside world. What do I really believe about the protection of God? What do I really believe about God's favor? What do I really believe about divine healing? What do I really believe about my purpose on the earth? Because I know this, God wants you living in the faith zone. And I've got some questions for you that I think will help move you out of fear into faith and onto the purpose of God for your life in this season. Because we seem to be living in a world that is getting like scarier and scarier by the day. You know, 60 years ago, people were terrified by the movie Psycho. You watch Psycho now and there's nothing scary about that movie. There were people that weren't bathing or showering for months on end. Remind me of some of the interns in the church. Uh, Because they were so afraid of what would happen in the shower. And yet, if you see the previews for scary movies nowadays, like, they're terrifying. 
like just a 60 second preview, you're gonna need to like pray and fast and read your Bible for three hours just to get some sleep. But I have questions for you because as the world is getting scarier, it's no surprise to God. What could he be wanting to do in you? What could he be wanting to do through you? Hey, what if it could just be a season like this where we come face to face with things that have forever held us back and we're gonna see a new faith and passion come alive on the inside of us and we're gonna be used by God to do things we never thought were possible. In fact, they wouldn't have been if we didn't step into faith. First question is this, what are you seeing? When you're looking around at the world, are, are you seeing every reason to put up a red flag that harm and hurt and, and health crisis is on the way? I mean, naturally speaking, there's definitely some reasons to have concern if you're a person with a suppressed immune system. I've been praying for the people a little bit older in our church that this wouldn't even come near their neighborhood, but it could be a real threat. But we are able to see something that the world doesn't see. I think about the Old Testament story of the prophet who the enemy king was after, like death was on his doorstep. He was surrounded by an enemy. In other words, he was quarantined all by himself with the enemy closing in. And his assistant Gehazi was like alerting him to the fact that this is how it's going to end. Their, Their fears were about to be realized. The enemy is closing and working his way towards them. And the prophet Elijah says in 2 Kings chapter two, don't be afraid. For there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, and this has been my prayer for you this week. Oh Lord, open his eyes, open her eyes, open your eyes, and let him or her really see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw on the hillside around Elisha, in other words, around the man, around the woman of God, that was filled with horses and chariots of fire. In other words, for every natural threat, there's a supernatural protection. For every natural enemy that's closing in, there's a supernatural deliverance that God is bringing. Because fear doesn't come from God. And yet for some of us, it's what's holding us back from God's best in our life. I mean, look at the toilet paper epidemic on the earth right now. You've gotta take out a second mortgage just to get some Charmin. And don't even think about double ply. Like, (laughs) you ain't that rich. Like, you can't control that. But I've heard it said that people go out and buy toilet paper because it gives them a sense of protection, of confidence, of being in control. Can I tell you right now, you aren't in control. You're not in control of your workplace. You're not in control of the world that we live in. You're not in control of the climate of fear that's all around us, but you are connected. In fact, you're related. He's your heavenly father to the one who is in control. God is in control. And bad things do happen to good people. Bad things do happen in the world that we live in. God is good, and yet this earth is still, still under attack. Like people... People perish. Natural disasters occur. And I do not know the balance, and no one really does if they claim to know why sometimes good things happen to bad people. It's a broken world we live in. Sometimes we make dumb decisions. Sometimes the enemy's on the attack. But I just trust, like, God in his goodness, he's a sovereign God, that he knows what he's up to. Listen, bad things happen to good people, but God things happen to faith people. 
And I wanna encourage you today that you're going out of just being a subject to the crisis of the world around you and you're stepping into faith and trusting your good, the goodness of your heavenly father and some God things are about ready to happen to you. And yet when we read the Bible, I know we know some of these passages in the scriptures, they could be almost seemingly too simple or easy. Like, look, look at this, this, like Jesus makes it sound so easy. Look at John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, the peace I leave with you, my peace, how many want the peace that comes from Jesus? My peace I give to you, it's a gift from him. I, I do not give it as the world gives. In other words, it doesn't look like what the world calls peace, it's a supernatural peace. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says, don't let it. In other words, Jesus seems to be telling us that we have a decision in all of this. Like we can live like the world lives, therefore we're subject to every circumstance and situation that's around us, or we can live close to him, receiving that gift of peace. He makes it seem like we have a choice and we know Jesus isn't a liar, so there must be some simple truth to that, that fear is a choice and that so is faith. And maybe you've been choosing the wrong viewpoint. I pray that your eyes would be open today, spiritually speaking, to see it how God sees it, so you can have it how God desires it. In fact, you actually have a series of choices that you make every single day, whether I'm gonna live in this faith life or I'm gonna be subject to fear or the circumstances around me. Philippians 4, verse six says, don't worry about anything. Like that's all encompassing anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. That's a promise from God. You can have God's peace, but the promise is subject to action and behavior. In other words, you've gotta learn to start seeing opportunities for insecurity, fear, and anxiety as not a problem to worry about, but something to pray about. We're gonna pray about everything. And, and, and we're also, like, we're anything and everything, and then we can experience the promise, which is God's peace, which exceeds our natural understanding. And it says, then his peace will come and guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Hey, and if you've been a person who's been dealing with real fear in this season or just in your entire life, to get big faith, you might have to start small. Start to start, start small and begin to believe that God who meets your needs is gonna be faithful to sustain you. The Bible, Bible often teaches about incremental victories. That not every single day do you pray one prayer and there's victory. It's not like today, which I believe it can happen today because God can also do like extraordinary miracles in a moment. But just maybe today, not every little anxiety out of your life is going to flee. Maybe you're not gonna have big bold faith in just a moment, but you're gonna start the process today. It's these incremental decisions made every single day that I'm gonna start to learn to pray and trust God about anything and everything so I can experience peace no matter what I'm facing. These incremental victories, gradual, progressive. David didn't defeat the giant first. He was faithful in the field. He fought the lion and the bear. And just maybe this is your opportunity to start getting some momentum in your faith life by choosing to pray about the situations that you're facing. We can have it just like everyone else is seeing it and saying it, or we can secure our faith and strengthen it through what we're facing. See, worry, worry, uh, which so many of us deal with, worry is trying to take control up here about something God is trying to settle in here. Worry is about your mind overriding your heart. It's about fear overriding your faith. This is why we need to learn to pray about everything. The Bible also says that we pray continually. It doesn't mean that you'll never stop praying. It means you're constantly connected. 
See, God is in it, into closeness with you. The closer you are to him, the more you're going to experience his peace. Not that you have to pray continuously, but you're praying consistently and bringing him close. I don't know what you're facing in your life. Way beyond this virus, this epidemic, I don't know what kind of fear you have for your relationships or your finances, your health or your current situation. I just know God's as close as you want him to be. And when we learn to pray about whatever we're facing, faith rises up and fear has to go. Just like the Bible teaches us where Jesus shows up in John 1, darkness can't stick around where the light is. And when we pray and bring God close, he dispels the darkness and he kicks out the fear. I think another thing we learned from that passage is if we want to have or diffuse our fear, if we want to have faith, we have to have gratitude. We've got to thank him for all that he has done. Right wherever you're watching this, how many of us, all of us really, have had God do something for us? Have God be faithful for us? I think every single one of us can look back and there's at least one thing, if not a long list, of God's faithfulness in our life, where he's been present. And the same God that brought you this far will see you through. His character isn't changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the God that was in your yesterday will meet you in your today, and he'll move you on to the future that he has for you. And if I can remember his goodness from yesterday, then right now, today, I can experience his peace. I experience his peace, peace that protects me. It doesn't say that you will experience breakthrough every time, but it will experience peace. The Bible teaches us that we can be led forth in peace, Isaiah 55. So if you can get a, little bit, a hold of a little bit of peace today, you'll have promotion and victory in your future. And maybe the breakthrough doesn't happen in a moment. Maybe the healing doesn't happen in a moment. Maybe the restoration in the relationship doesn't happen in a moment, but you don't have to fear about it anymore. You're praying about it. God's coming close, and peace is now protecting your heart. You're going to move forward, and you're going to move forward, I believe, with some new God momentum in your life. Because if I have some peace in my heart, then I can make some progress in my life. What am I seeing? What am I saying? What am I saying? The voices that we allow around us and our own voice dictate so much of our faith and our future. As a kid, I, I saw a scary movie once. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Uh, it involves a scary clown. I'm not going to tell you what it was called. <laughs> it was a scary movie. And for years, I was like scared and intimidated by clowns, which sometimes with my red hair and pale face, I can resemble such clown. <laughs> but the other day, I was on a long airplane flight, and I didn't have, um, a, I just had my Bluetooth he headphones. I couldn't plug in to listen to like and watch the screen. And I saw that they had the remake of this scary movie again. I won't tell you what it was called. Um, <laughs> and so I said, you know what? No one's around me. I'm in the row alone. I'm just going to see like how scary this is. But I didn't have any volume. And it was amazing, although it was disgusting, and I turned it off in just a few minutes, I wasn't intimidated once because I wasn't hearing it. You realize how they amplify the noise and the sound and the scare? The enemy knows that through sounds and voices, it's a scare tactic that can keep you intimidated. And just like that, God knows that the right sound of victory and faith can produce momentum, restoration, and breakthrough in your life. What are you listening to? I need to let God know out of my own voice. You need to let God know out of your own voice. I, God, I know you've got me. God, I know you're with me. I'm telling you, not just in your thoughts. I'm telling you with your words. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's, a, it's the evidence of things unseen. And faith is fueled by the words of God. 
Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, the tongue or your mouth or your words or what you're listening to can bring death or life. And those who talk will reap the consequences. If you're talking fear, if you're hearing fear, if you're speaking anxiety, you're gonna eat the fruit of your words. And in the same way, if you wanna reverse that curse in your life, start right now, start today. I'm speaking faith, I'm speaking victory, I'm speaking healing, I'm speaking restoration. And you're gonna begin to dine on the destiny of faith in the midst of the fear. I'm declaring over my family, I got a baby going to be born in just a short while. She is not gonna be born into a climate of fear, anxiety, and virus. There's divine health in my family. There's protection in my life. Our church is not going to experience an outbreak of the virus. We're gonna experience an outbreak of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna experience a revival through this situation. God's gonna be up to his greatest miracles in such a time as this. And I'm gonna eat the words, the fruit of my words, and so are you. Where am I standing? Not where you're at in proximity, not the location of your feet, but where are you standing in your heart? Where's the connection of your heart? I don't know about you, but I'm standing on God's promises. Now more than ever is a time to dig into the word of God, and there is a God promise for every situation and circumstance you might be facing. One that you might have seen on social media that's been so prevalent because it actually speaks directly to sickness and disease and plague is Psalms 91. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. And I just wanna pause there for a moment because it says if you make your home in God's presence, then this promise is real for you. But what we need to understand in this New Testament, New Covenant life is that God's presence is in a place, not in a place, it's not in a box. It's not just in the church building, although I believe it shows up when we gather. No, his presence is in you. So everywhere you go today, you can have this become the reality of your life. This says you'll rest. You'll find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, in other words, this is your declaration. He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save us from the fowler's snare or from the enemy and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by the day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. How many need that today? You don't have to fear it. It says, the Lord is my refuge, refuge and you make the most high your dwelling. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your place of living for he will command his angels. In other words, God's got divine protection for you to guard you in all your ways. Goes on to say, if you'll just make the declaration of your heart because he loves me. In other words, if you begin to give God your affection and your intention, give him the proclamation of how good he's been to you. He says, I will come and rescue you. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I'll even honor him through all this. And with long life, this is the promise of God for you. With long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. I think the greatest question we need to ask right now is not, is God good? We believe he is. He proved that at the cross. It's not, does God got me? I believe he does. Will God save me? That's a great question. I believe the answer is yes. The best question, though, that you need to get right in your heart, the best question you need to ask yourself is, does God love me? And the answer, because of Jesus, it's an undoubted, absolutely 100% 
yes. And if God loves you, then he can be trusted. And you need to ask yourself, who are you to God? You're not just a servant that has to work for his attention. You're a son, you're a daughter. And God takes great care of his family. Whatever you're facing, whatever the insecurity, whatever the anxiety, might be coming from a thousand different things. It might just be this virus, an epidemic that we're facing as a city and as a nation in the world. But you need to know that you belong to God. 1 John 4, verse 18, in perfect love, cast out fear. If in other words, if I know that the perfect one loves me with a perfect love, then it kicks the fear out of my life and my faith becomes something real, becomes something powerful, becomes something incredible. I wanna pray for you wherever you find yourself, wherever you're watching this, wherever you're around or if you're all alone. Maybe fear has become the status quo for your life, but something's about ready to change in Jesus' name. Whatever you've been facing, God knows it and God's with you. And if you make a God decision right here and right now, I believe that his love will come in in a perfect way and expel every bit of fear that you've been facing. I believe that miracles can happen in this moment. That if you trust him and believe that there's something great he wants to do. So wherever you're at, if you would just have the audacity to, to trust and show some humility, just maybe lift up your hands before God. I wanna pray for you. Father God, I thank you for everyone watching, everyone listening, everyone leaning in. Maybe fear has polluted their life and stolen from them. Maybe there's some very real things that they're facing that are causing insecurity or anxiety. But Lord, I thank you. You are the ever-present help in time of need. And Lord, I thank you for every one of your promises that because of Jesus, they are yes and amen in our life. God, I speak to every heart that's been fearful, everyone who's been insecure or anxious. I speak your perfect peace into their life in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that through all this, you're healing them, you're restoring them, and you're giving them a God fierceness to trust you even greater than they've ever trusted you before. The truth is, every single one of us belong to God, but you receive that gift of being in his family by saying yes to Jesus. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Maybe you've never prayed this prayer. It's the prayer of salvation. If you haven't prayed this prayer, you might show up in church and you might be a good person but you're not connected to God's family until you say yes to the gift of Jesus. He gave his only son so that he could bring you in as a son or a daughter. So right where you're at, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Would you pray this with me? Especially if you're making a decision to give your heart to Jesus or coming back to faith in him. Say this with me. Say, dear God, I give you my heart. I receive your peace. I believe Jesus died for me so I could be in your family. My sins have been settled. My future is secure. I receive your grace and I'm following you with all of my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a moment of worship just.